March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president for either party. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. President Trump and his legal team and everyone on his team will continue to fight, not for him, but for the American people. People that, that love Trump, they feel like this is a witch hunt and they feel like all the things he's getting indicted for are bull anyway. It does, it not only does it not work, but it kind of hardens their position mm -hmm. that he's being targeted and that this is these are like the the actions of a banana republic you take your political rival and you arrest him and specifically you charge him with things that you're f guilty of like the 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 documents like the classified documents biden's guilty of the exact same issue you you gotta respect the a level of deceptiveness that's been used i mean you look at what hillary did going and saying hey it's russia but it was really you know what she was doing and now they're using a similar play as well uh, donald trump is uh, out of his car and is about to speak at the airport very sad day for america and it was also very sad driving through washington dc and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti this is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much. Want these, like, you want these trials to happen before the All right, welcome back on this Friday. You can hear everybody's displeasure in the Trump indictment. Uh, you know, it's funny that every time something like this happens, his support continues to rise. You'd think the Democrats would figure that out by now, but apparently not. I mean, when you start to get somebody like Joe Rogan to almost supporting Trump. He's getting to the point where he looks like he may be supporting him. And he's at least it's supporting him on the indictments. I can't say for president. Uh, but when you get somebody like a Joe Rogan, who was absolutely against Trump in 2020, he was against him in 2016. Um, did not want to have him on his show. Say, you know, multiple times he's not interested in having president Trump on his show. Uh, when you get somebody like him that is starting to call out the hypocrisy of the left and, um, cheering for Trump, 
knowing that what they're doing to him is wrong, you would think that Democrats at some point would say, hey, we might want to rethink our strategy because it doesn't seem to be working out the way we would have hoped. But you know what? Better for us. If you keep going down that route and you keep losing support, better for us. Um, the timeline is very interesting, obviously. Every time something bad's about to happen to Joe, uh, right away, right behind that, so that mainstream media does not have to cover the topic uh, about the Biden's uh, crime family, they, something happens with Trump, and then uh, that's all they run. They just completely ignore the Biden story and they give their viewers what they believe their viewers want, which is, I guess their viewers want to be lied to and they never really want to hear the truth or they want to hear both sides. They just want to hear what they want to hear uh, and live in the world that they want to live in and that's it. But there are a lot of people really displeased with everything that's going on and you, and you should be. You know, ultimately, th- this comes down to trying to prosecute a person for their First Amendment right. And I don't see how they get away with it. I mean, it, uh, I, f- I finally finished reading the, indi- the, um, the indictment, and uh, none of it looks good for Trump, you know, but it's not supposed to. But I finally finished reading through all of it. And, I mean, there are some areas of concern there. And I think if you are being honest with yourself, you would uh, think the same thing I'm thinking. There are some areas in that that are questionable, you know, and – you know, I'm not a lawyer, so maybe that's uh, part of me uh, questioning things. But there are some areas there that I think that they're gonna have they're gonna have their work cut out for them on Trump's team to uh, disprove any of that. There's some that are a slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, First Amendment speech it's protected, no matter what it's protected. Uh, there are previous cases that set precedents that show it's protected. So I'm not really worried about what he said. It's it's some of the other items that were in there that they've attached to it, the six or seven different items that are in there um, that he could potentially have some problems with. And then they're going to, you know, they're going to have to work cut out for him to try to disprove or discredit any of that nonsense. Uh, we're definitely, again, we're going to have to sit here and wait and see. You know, I don't know. They, they said they want something speedy. They wanted to go through before the 2024 election. I think they would. I think they'd like to put Trump behind bars, figuring that nobody's going to vote for somebody behind bars. I think they definitely would like to do that. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. You know, you know, a lot of that is more more technical than you think. I mean, there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of delay tactics. There's a lot that can go on there that can delay this. Uh, the... the <sighs> Let me see. Uh, if it happened before the election or right after the election, and Trump, you know, is accused and supposedly he's going to do jail, you know, theoretically he could pardon himself. Now I don't know if that's what they want because then they could say, look, he's pardoning himself because he knew he was guilty, and look, while well, he used his presidency to forgive himself to get himself out of legal trouble, this is wrong, and then they could kind of go in that way and paint him out to be whatever they want him to to be. Um, but I mean, it's, it's hard to say, we're just going to have to wait and see if all this gets delayed till after the election, in which case, since he's a sitting president at the time, I'm not sure, uh, about the legality of that because, you know, nobody, nobody usually goes after a sitting president. So I, I'm not sure where that breaks, where you can't, and there's a rule where you can't, and you have to wait until he's out of office. I don't, I don't quite know how that goes again. I'm not a lawyer. Um, well, I guess we'll just. We'll just have to see how it uh, goes. I just don't, uh, I don't think any of this is right, personally. And apparently, I'm not the only one. Uh, Barack Obama warned Joe Biden 
that uh, Donald Trump is a more formidable political opponent than the Democratic Party could even begin to understand. If this is true, okay, according to a newspaper, Obama raised these concerns about Trump's political strengths, including his, in, his intense loyalty and fo- of followers, Trump's friendly conservative media ec- ecosystem that polarized the country, <clears throat> and underlining the worries that Trump could be a more formidable candidate than many Democrats realize. If this is true, and it's not being taken out of context, because remember, that's, that's key to the statement. If that's actually true, um, I would say, just as I've been thinking and most people have been thinking, that they are, they're scared. If Obama's making a statement like that, he's scared. And Trump is a formidable opponent. He's definitely, definitely that. If he's anything, he's that. That's not even a question. Uh, but the Democrats noticing it and starting to feel the pressure of it, if that's the case, then they are as scared as I think most of us believe they are, that they are in real trouble going into 2024. With that being said, it's very early in the game still. Uh, there's a lot of indictments lingering, and certainly this isn't a, you know, hey, start cheering and jumping up and down, and, you know, you can take your eye off the prize here. That's More than ever, we have to stay focused and make sure the fear that they have comes to fruition. Okay. Well, we need to make sure that their worst nightmare actually happens, which is Trump being reelected. If that's what they're most afraid of, let's give that to them. Let's, let's give them that gift. You know, we owe that much to them for the pain that they've caused us. So don't take your eye off the prize. I just thought it was an interesting article. Um, seeing that even Obama is getting scared and that's, Probably a pretty good sign. Um, staying on top of some things here, the interactive polls, uh, you know, they're going to be coming out, and I'll just we're just going to keep going with them. IPSOS and Reuters, um, 2024 National Republican Primary. Where where does everybody sit? Trump is pretty much flat at 47%. DeSantis is at 13%, which is down another 6% from July 17th. Pence somehow rose 1%. Uh, Ranaswamy went down 1%. Haley is up 2%. Scott is flat at 2%. And Hutchinson is flat at 1%. So Trump is still, you know, a, the clear lead candidate for the Republican Party. He's still the front runner by a very large margin. And the only person that looked like they had an opportunity to close the gap on him uh, is DeSantis. <clears throat> and as of right now, DeSantis is, his campaign is just looking rocky and shaky. I mean, when you're restructuring and you're laying off a third of your staff, uh, you're, you're, it's not looking good. And your numbers continue to drop this early in the, I mean, this, yeah, this early in the game, it's, it's not a good look for you. You know, I'm not sure where it pans out for him. I, I think the debates will start to clear the field a little bit, knock some people out of contention, and then you'll get to the you know, you get to the last standing remaining, maybe five or six people to get all, all together. And then you'll start to see some real numbers coming in and numbers changing and people will start aligning themselves with somebody there. And as, as each person gets in, uh, eliminated and you're getting down to like the final couple of people, two or three people, you know, people will have to readjust and go with their next candidate that they were, they were, uh, hoping for. So we'll, we'll wait and see, but, Clearly, week after week after week since they started taking these polls a few months back, 
Trump has had a lead. He has maintained that lead. He has only gained on that lead because the other candidates' support are dropping. Again, DeSantis was was closest. At one point, he was up to 21, 22, 23%. There were some surveys that had him even closer to 30. Um, and now he's, you know, dwindled down to 13, at least for last week. I mean, they, they, polls are only as good as their samples. You know, keep in mind that, you know, these polls here too, it's early. It's summertime. People are vacationing. People are not paying attention to politics. People are out having fun and doing what they want to do for the summertime. So they're not really in the game yet. Their head's not in the game yet. So these polls are probably for people that are really diehard and that are paying attention. And that's about it. Yeah, the rest of it, you know, they're, they're only as good as their samples. So I, and the way I can even prove that that's true is I can tell you that my download numbers have dropped um, you know, by a certain percentage in the summer months. And they always do. I've done this the third year now. And in three years, every year, I plummet a little bit in summertime because yeah, people are out doing their thing. I also plummet in December when people are enjoying the holidays. You know, get about mid-November to the first of the year, especially if there's not an election happening. Or if there is an election happening, maybe it ramps up right before the election and there's a little bit afterwards. Uh, but your numbers kind of flatten out at those time of year because people are more you know doing more important things they're spending time with family they're enjoying the holidays trying to have fun trying to detach and i totally understand all of that so um i don't think as many people's head are in the game right now especially when it comes to taking surveys i think they've got better things to do uh, but regardless this is the data that we are presented with so this is the data that i am presenting to you all right moving on from president trump Sound of Freedom, right now, is expected to bring $200 million domestically. Uh, my understanding, it just went out to 20 additional countries, which is fantastic. $20 million domestic for a movie that only cost $14.5 million to make, and then with and all in promoting it, I think they're all in at $36 or $38 million. Uh, being at $200 million, this movie is a wild success. Uh, I mean, it has been so successful that to date, if it reaches the 200 million, it would surpass eight major studio brand name titles, Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, Transformers, Fast X, John Wick, and Transformers sequel, um, as well as Pixar's Elemental and DC's The Flash. Most of those films cost somewhere between 150 million to 200 million plus to make and you have this little 14 million dollar film that whooped them i mean i i think that should show you where people's heads are i think people's heads are in the game these are situations people are concerned about uh people go there for yes it's entertainment but it's also informational and i think that's where this is at this is going to be the new hollywood you know, Hollywood has been decaying for years, and it's, it's, it's on a steady decline. It's going to continue to decline. I don't think it's getting any better. You're having the strikes. They're replacing lots of people with AI. They're replacing writers with AI. Uh, jobs are being lost. Hollywood, for years we've been seeing them. Remember, all films were done in Hollywood at a certain point. Now they're branching studios off to Georgia and Tennessee and, and other areas. 
Hollywood, it's not looking good for them. Their future does not look bright. And it's because they all went woke and now you're going broke. People are not interested in seeing your movies that preach to them. Preach to them about how racist they are. Preach to them about how sexist they are. Preach to them what a bad person they are. Who the hell wants to watch a movie like that? Yeah, I mean, you would think these people would get it at some point. You know, these studios don't make a whole lot of money. I, I'm surprised Disney, they, they're look, by the time, now that, uh, what's it, uh, Haunted Mansion just came out, and I just read an article the other day that says Snow White, they're already anticipating it's going to lose $100 million. Already. <laughs> I mean, at some point, when you are losing not millions, not hundreds of millions, but you're going into the billion territory, at some point, these movie studios, like a Disney, have to say to themselves, you know, we're done. We are done. It's all over. You know, it's, that's it. We got to start making some better stuff. We, we got to get rid of all this crap. We got to stop with all of the, the uh, woke stuff and inclusion and all this crap. Let's just make some good stories because we're, we're drowning. You know, we're trying to come up for air and we're getting a bucket of water smashed into our face every time. Uh, I mean, that's just the way it is. And at some point you think they would figure that out. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm look, I'm not a businessman. I'm not a conglomerate. I mean, but hell, if I'm doing something that I see is destroying my business and I'm losing money on it, I'm going to stop immediately. Because what are you in business for other than to make money? You're not in business to lose money. <laughs> that doesn't even logically make any sense. But you'd think they'd get the point. But, I, you know, I know you just wonder about these people. All right. Um, I had a, a long and testy day today, or yeah, Thursday, because remember I'm recording very late in the evening on Thursday, and I, uh, I've been at it for uh, working for a long time. Uh, I think uh, – Sorry, my brain's a little slow right now. Well, let's just put it this way. I, I woke up, I started at 3, and uh, I'm recording this, and it's 1 in the morning right now. So, 22 hours later, well, I'm a little gassed. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired. I say, the good news is, i got to be honest with you, the good news is, I'm not saying anything too crazy. Because normally, when I get to this point, generally, I, I start acting more like a child, and I start getting real reckless. But I think I've, the sun and the amount of labor that I did today has worn me out so much that that extra energy that would get me to be rambunctious and insane, it's just not there. Like right now, I just want to pretty much uh, go take another shower. And, and I don't know, right? I, I don't know if one of those people I like to shower before bed. But I want to take another shower um, to cool down because I'm always hot. And, uh, go sit on the couch and just you know next thing your eyes I guess they close on you and you don't even know and you reopen your eyes and it's like three hours later and you're like what the hell just happened yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to more than this. so in other words, I went as long as I can that's it so hopefully you enjoyed the episode uh, I hope you have a wonderful beautiful lovely weekend drink plenty of fluids it's summertime it's always hot in the summertime make sure you drink plenty of fluids take care of yourself we'll do it again on the